Cynics on Disney podcast contains adult language. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Cynics on Disney podcast, presented by Nightclub33.com. Welcome in to the Cynics on Disney podcast. I am your host, Bobby, a.k.a. the Disney Cynic, along with my co-host. And I'm Amanda, the anti-cynic. And today, uh, we have a very special guest. Um, he should be noting introduction, uh, but I'll go ahead and introduce him anyway. Um, he is the co-founder uh, and co-owner of NotClub33.com, technically my boss, uh, and recent Disney traveler, Steve Rhodes. Steve, welcome to the show, and we appreciate you being here. What is going on, folks? I am happy to be on the show. My first ever actual podcast, if believe it or not. Well, I'm glad that we could be the ones that pop your cherry on this. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, I know that I'm excited about it. Oh, um, God. Well, I mean, you know, it's cool to have a guest for a change. You know, don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, me, I agree. But at the same time, like, you know, we've got to mix it up here and there a little, you know. So um, today we are going to be discussing, uh, we, we actually had a nice little night together uh, while Steve was in town. Uh, where we uh, went out to a couple different places. Uh, one that's been in the news because it just recently reopened that would be Big River Grill over at Disney's Boardwalk Resort. And afterwards, we had a couple drinks over at Abracadabra uh, as well. So, Amanda, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, the, I guess, the history or theme of, uh, of Big River uh, and Abracadabra real quick. All right, so Big River is actually not a Disney-owned restaurant. It is owned by a group called SPB Hospitality. They have two other locations, both in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is where this restaurant started. Um, The Disney location opened in, I believe, from what I could find, 2009 originally. Um, At least that's when the Facebook page was created. (laughs) That's probably accurate. Um, I mean, heaven forbid we put any opening dates anywhere. Um, But the restaurant itself um, opened in Chattanooga in uh, 1993. So they do offer kind of a variety of cuisines. It is um, the original location being on the Tennessee River. um, And that's where the the big river name comes in. so I was about to say, they, there's not really a big river in in Orlando or anything like that that we no. call our own. <laughs> not at all. Now that I think um, about it, I think I've passed by it on my drives through Tennessee to uh, get to Disney World. So I, I think I actually probably seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the Tennessee River is hard to miss, so I, I would assume it's a, <laughs> it's a small river compared to the river that I live on, which is the Mississippi. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Braggart over there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The original location in Chattanooga is actually right across from uh, a park called Ross's Landing. And I don't want to get off on a tangent, but that's that used to be a a trading post. It was established by John Ross, who was um, principal chief for the Cherokee Nation. it, you know, that was considered one of the best areas for river flatboat crossing. So the whole concept behind Big River Grill is that, you know, they're kind of getting into that spirit of using the river boats that would bring in like the ingredients and, you know, and all of the fresh things from other parts of the country 
that were being used by the local merchants. So there's that. They also are a brewery. They do brew um, on site their craft beer, and it is uh, brewed by an on site local brewer. Um, the Disney one is actually the only working brew pub at Disney. So there's that. So there we go. We, we got to indulge ourselves in uh, multiple uh, sessions of Disney brewed beer. And yes. how often does that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, come about, I guess, not very often, according to that. Uh, man, coming to bat with the with like the big guns history. Uh, hey, time, you know, you know me. Like I got once I figured out what Ross's landing was, I almost went down a rabbit hole because you know, like I taught social studies. That's my love, and that actually fits into Georgia history, which is what I was teaching before we moved down here. So. so now, since you're on spring break, you just had to do some schoolwork. And, uh, I did. <laughs> and you're researching Disney. In addition rest. to being a Disney nerd, I am also a history buff. So there we go. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, all right, Abracadabra, or do you want me to hold off on that? No, let's go, go ahead and okay. uh, let's hold off on that. Um, okay. Let's see here. So, uh, of course, we gathered. Um, we did not have a, an ADR, which, you know, is very... Wonderful to me because, you know, I don't like having to plan shit out uh, two months in advance to figure out. Honey, I don't even know that it's a constant struggle for us to figure out what we're doing for dinner that mm-hmm. night. Uh, so I don't understand this concept of, you know, planning out my meals six months in advance. Um, but, you know, more power to you for the people that do. I, I just don't get it. Uh, but Steve, you were the one who uh, made the walk up uh, request. How long did we end up waiting for? About 20, 25 minutes, and we showed up uh, 6.30-ish to the win. So I, I, I guess, you know, I got there around 6.20, and I think we were seated around 6.40, 6.45. So okay. not bad. Not bad. And, and honestly, that's kind of typical for the, the walk-up wait times. So, you know, if you're coming down here in uh, spring 2020, can't guarantee this, obviously. 2021. Uh, well, it 21, is, yes. Excuse me. Please do not take us back. <laughs> Apologies, apologies. I did not mean to, to cause some sort of Vietnam style flashback on you guys. I mean, you know. Uh, but if you're coming down to spring of 2021, 20, uh, um, I know that we've had pretty good success about walk up reservations for uh, for everything. So don't be discouraged if you don't see what you're, you're looking for uh, on the app. Give it a shot and just kind of be patient for you know, half an hour. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find something. Uh, the, that's in your price range and your your wish list for dining. So, um, you said it was American uh, food, and yeah, I would kind of agree the, with that. they have you know it's mostly southwestern and Cajun style food. Um, they do also seafood, chicken, and pasta. There we go. And I know that I indulged in the pasta. Um, let's see here, Steve. Since you're the guest, won't you go first? What did you end up uh, having to drink? Um, I had multiple things to drink, but uh, we'll, <laughs> since it's a brewery, we'll talk about the beer first. I had their in-house IPA, which I've actually had before um, in a previous visit back in 2018. I actually got to go back into the brew room uh, with the with the uh, the brewer. He was really cool. Um, wow! I got to get back there and see like the 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 process. They didn't give me like a whole tour because it's really tiny back there, but it was kind of cool. Holly showed me what they had going on. We talked beer for a little bit, but they had the IPA again, and that as usual was great. Um, and then uh, 
Also, I had my share of the uh, American Mule that they have on there with the Tito's Vodka and uh, the ginger beer, which I liked all of my drink at uh, <laughs> at the Big River Grill. There you go. Uh, Steve, you also brought along with uh, you there. It wasn't just the three of us. Uh, we also had your wife, Katie, and your daughter, Bella, join us for, for dinner. Um, I don't think we gave Bella an adult beverage. I'm pretty sure that's no. illegal. No, um, <laughs> at least I didn't give her one. I, was, I won't judge you if you did. Um, but uh, I think uh, Katie had like maybe a mojito or something like that. And uh, But they do have... Uh, you know, drinks and stuff for the kids too, right? Yeah, you know, your typical lemonades and, and whatnot. And my kid was happy, went straight for lemonade and kids mac and cheese. And that's enough to keep him occupied while we <laughs> we got our <laughs> chit chat on. Yeah. There you go. Okay, perfect. So um, I also had the, the Big River IPA. Um, I'm a big, you know, pale ale guy coming, coming from Atlanta, Sweetwater. 420 is like the yeah. the big beer that comes out of there. So um, I, I do enjoy a good IPA because it usually matches up uh, around with sweet water. But um, Amanda, what, what did you end up having to drink? So I don't drink beer. So I went for a cocktail and I had just a, a Mai Tai because I like rum. Just so you know, guys, she also brings sand to the beach. Just, you know. Would you? Know. <laughs> Uh, I love you. Uh, uh, so anyway, that was the neatest thing I've ever said. Okay. Um, now, um, you know, the menu didn't, I mean, it had a pretty good variety. There's definitely something for everybody uh, on there. Um, and that certainly included myself. Um, I'll go and start with what I had to eat. Uh, I had the classic mac and cheese. Uh, which was delicious. It absolutely was. Came with some grilled seasoned chicken on top. Uh, came with a little bit of a cheese sauce and, uh, over capatati um, uh, pasta. A uh, little uh, shredded cheese on top for good measure as well. And I found it to be absolutely delicious. Though it lacked salt, and I was kind of disappointed that they didn't have salt and pepper shakers out. Uh, so, you know, that was the one kind of detractor. Uh, from the the meal or the service to to me, um, Steve. What what did you guys ha- end up having? Uh, the wife went with the uh, California chicken sandwich, which is uh, with guac, lettuce, tomato, and ranch, and she got chips with that. Fifteen bucks on that. Said it was solid. A uh, good a good choice for her. Personally, uh, I already mentioned that my daughter went with the kids' mac and cheese. There's nothing to write home about that. Um, <laughs> it's kids' mac and cheese, for God's sake. Yeah. I went with the, ca- the Cajun pasta, which is 22 bucks uh, with andouille sausage, chicken, and shrimp in it. Uh, obviously, peppers and celery and everything you would have in a traditional uh, Cajun style, like jambalaya or whatever. But this was a pasta, and they call it fresh made with linguine. Uh, the noodles definitely were not linguine. They were too wide for that. I'm going to say it was a fettuccine noodle. And the noodles, unfortunately, were overcooked past al dente. They were a little mush. So while the flavor was okay, could have used, I would say, probably some salt like you said, Bobby. Um, it, those overcooked noodles, I almost can't forgive, especially for, for 22 bucks. So it's like, eh. For 22 bucks, you're absolutely 100% right. Although yeah. I will say with the, with the loan... Uh, you know, caveat there being that this place just opened up. I believe it right. was their first 
Friday night that they were open uh, or reopened since the pandemic. So, you know, I'm sure that, you know, some of the folks that were there may have had uh, their jobs over at other locations, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's tough to, to screw up cooking pasta. But at the same time, there's different processes that you have to go through as a, as a kitchen staff. Uh, and I'm sure that it just being the first week might have had something to do with that. And not, yeah. so I'm not going to knock it too hard for it. Not to nerd it's, out food-wise on it, but I, what I'm assuming is the menu says that it's it's fresh made. So if it's if it's fresh pasta and you're trying to cook it like it's dry pasta, you're going to overcook it every time. Fresh pasta only needs, you know, it needs a lot of water, but it, it only needs two, three minutes to cook instead of eight. Yeah. So if you yeah. shot it in there for eight, I, I could assume that could be their, their problem. Um, you know, I actually might make this dish over on the Not Club 33 channel and videotape me up like pimping this dish and oh. showing it how it should be made. Maybe you might see that being <laughs> video recorded uh, at the homestead down the road, but uh, I-, I might just do that and show you guys my Cajun pasta, my take on the Big River Grill style. You know what? I think we should all start recording videos of us cooking. First of all, uh, I'd like evidence that uh, I-, I cook on occasion because nobody on occasion you do. Uh, you know, <laughs> nothing else, you know. Uh, you know, LSD, you know, you do you do a great ZD and mac and cheese. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's when it comes to pasta dishes, I, I am the king of that, as evidenced by my just Hulk-like size. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, de- definitely come to me for judgments on the pasta. But um, Amanda, what did you end up having? So I had one of their salads. I had the Santa Fe Ranch Chicken Salad, which is Fourteen dollars and forty nine cents, um, and it's it's a big salad. Like I don't, I didn't finish all of it. It had grilled chicken um, with corn, avocado, black beans, cheddar, pepper jack cheese. It also comes with pico de gallo and a jalapeno ranch dressing. However, I am not a fan of pico de gallo or ranch or jalapenos. So I did not have the pico de gallo, and instead of the ranch dressing, I went with a balsamic vinaigrette, and I loved it. I think the salad was absolutely fantastic. I could have done without the huge chunks of avocado that were in there, which they've been a little bit smaller, but other than that, it was it was a great salad. Okay. Um, let's kind of wrap this one up by, by giving it a, a quick uh, rating uh, real quick. Um, out of, on a scale of one to five rivers, um, how many rivers are you going to give this one, Amanda? Um, I'm going to go with four and a half rivers. Four and a half rivers. Okay. Four and a half. Um, what was the one knock good. that you had? So, I mean, service was good. Um, I mean, in our server, he was attentive, but not overly so, which was great. Um, You know, they were a little busy, which is to be expected. And I'm not knocking that either. I just, you know, I don't know. Like, I just, I just don't feel like I can give it a full five. I feel like it was, they were a little kind of crazy because you could tell it was kind of reopening and they were. There's a lot happening. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that, like I said, it'll even out a a little bit. Uh, down the road once everybody gets used to everything. Um, personally, also, can I oh, interject ahead. one other thing um, yeah. that I meant to mention 
earlier but forgot um if you are from the chattanooga area or have been to chattanooga and have eaten at one of the locations they have there please note that the menu at disney is different they have a separate like disney only menu so you're not gonna see the exact while it is variety on their menu you're not gonna see everything that you would see at their chattanooga location if you're coming down from chattanooga and you want to eat at big river grill you're an idiot eat somewhere (laughs) that you can't eat at home (laughs) Sorry. Um, I mean, I agree with that. I'm just saying, if by chance. Um, also point out that I would not want Tennessee catfish being shipped down from Tennessee. Uh, oh, God, Florida. no. We have I'm enough, not eating catfish in Florida. Yeah, we have enough issues with, uh, with shit coming down here and everything like that. Um, personally, I'm going to give it four rivers out of five. Um Again, it wasn't a service level thing. The pasta was good. Little on the pricey side um, yeah. for food-wise uh, for what I get. But I also expect to pay that because it's Disney. Um, you know, it, the atmosphere was, was pretty cool. The uh, I like the blue track lighting that they had in, in the roof uh, of the or the ceiling of the uh, uh, of the space. So, you know, I, I liked a lot of things about it, but... I, there is something that you just can't quite put your fi- finger on, and I, I think it really boils down to it just needing a little bit more time uh, for it to be, you know, kind of perfect. Um, you know, but still, it's definitely a place that I would absolutely hit up, especially if you're a big fan of beer. Um, yeah, Steve, uh, what about you? Yeah, I mean, the service was fantastic. The drinks were good. You know, the the pasta had good flavor. Just missing, like I said, some salt, and they and they killed those damn noodles. But overall, um, I'll give it four rivers in a creek. Not so that's not quite four and a half rivers. So um, <laughs> four point two five. I'll push it over the so, the, the so four Mississippi's in a Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I'll go back. I love their beer selection. Um, so they've got me there. So even if I don't order food, um, I will be back for, for the drinks. Yeah, I definitely w- would say that I'll be back for, for drinks uh, for sure. And honestly, you can't go wrong ordering one of the, those beers off, off of their brewery menu. Um, even if it's just something like uh, an appetizer or something like that. Uh, I think that that might be the way to go, especially at the start um, of things. Let the kitchen work out the kinks maybe for a couple of weeks and then sometime in April. Um, definitely, you know, that would be a good time to, to check everything out once they've worked through everything. Um, but overall, it, it sounds like here, guys, we're giving it pretty high regards uh, and definitely recommending it overall, right? Yes. 100%. Excellent. All right. So there, there's that for you with the Big River Grill. But the night did not end there. Well, of course not. It, it, uh, uh, it moved on over to uh, the uh, Abracadabra Bar. We're going to take a quick break for a sponsor real quick. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about a couple of more drinks that we had. So stay tuned, guys. This week's episode of the Cynics on Disney podcast is brought to you by Nikki's Exotic Pet Boutique Hotel. Did you watch Tiger King and decide to use your stimulus money on a big cat? Well, now it's time for your Orlando vacation, and that cuddling 800-pound jungle cat can come along for the ride. So make sure you call 407-555-9269 now to book your reservation, and make sure you tell them the Disney Cynics sent you. 
Please note, we are not affiliated with Nikki's Exotic Safari and Aquarium located right next door. Welcome back, guys, and thank you so much again to our sponsors. Uh, you know, of course, Nikki's uh, doing a great job at keeping us afloat here, and we appreciate his business. So, <laughs> um, the night did not end there. Obviously, uh, we walked over, I guess, about a football field away over to Abracadabar. Uh, and that is the test to show whether or not you're sober is whether or not you can say that name properly, I think. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I have a hard time saying it sober, so there's yeah, that. exactly. So, you know, <laughs> the, the, that explains a lot, actually, come, come to think of it. so There may um, be a couple promo videos that we tried to film there that didn't come out perfectly. Maybe just a couple. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Masks, I think, hindered something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it wasn't um, the masks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it was the casks. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one-liner. Um, okay, so Amanda, tell us a little bit about Abracadabra. So Ab- Abra... See? Sober, and I can't say it. <laughs> Abracadabra. Um, again... I don't understand why we don't put opening dates Disney on the websites. I did some digging. I think it opened in 2016. That sounds right. Um, It is, I believe Disney owned. I didn't see any other um, company there. Um, And in true Disney fashion, there is a backstory for Abracadabra. Um, So it is on the boardwalk. um, (laughs) And if you're not familiar with the boardwalk, boardwalk has this like Coney Island, um, Atlantic City vibe. Um, So the backstory for Abracadabra is that this was formerly a stomping grounds for like famous magicians and illusionists and the magician's assistants. And they would all go after their shows every night and, you know, just go and hang out and like try to like one up each other with their magic tricks and such, and then go to the bar and like invent new cocktails, that kind of thing. And then one night just, they all vanished and nobody has seen these magicians or illusionists since. Um, they died. They something happened. <laughs> <laughs> something happened. Um, and the building probably got locked in the box somewhere, you know, somewhere. Um, and supposedly <laughs> this uh, building sat vacant for 70 years before it reopened as Abacadabra. Okay, so that makes absolutely no sense. You know, before <laughs> true Disney style, gotta even... have a backstory. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, but the boardwalk was built in 1996, as we will discover on our next episode. Uh, and, you know, let's roll with the Disney magic. Fine. I'll roll with the Disney magic. Fine. Fine. Um, if you haven't been there before, um, it's basically the Bennigans of, uh, of magicians. It's just got a bunch of goofy shit on the walls and like it doesn't really have any sort of, you know, um, style so much as hey this was uh, somebody's let's nail it up on the wall um, okay well i mean there is like again in true disney fashion all the details that's you know posters advertising magic shows there's mirrors there's vintage props sure. and, and tricks and all so it is it's not just like random stuff up on a wall no but it still looks like the bennigans of magicians and that it's just covered with all sorts of, uh, of shit on the wall. So there's you know, lots of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, what I can kind of dig about this place, it's tucked in between two of the bigger restaurants over at 
boardwalk when everything is you know 100 open it's got flying fish to uh to the right uh, of it and trattoria al forno uh to the left of it so it's kind of serving as the pre-cocktail or the pre-dinner cocktail lounge for for both locations um that said it's still not overly busy all the time i, I feel like it's still kind of a little bit of a gem uh to a degree that's just my personal opinion although uh this particular evening it was a little bit more crowded, uh, if for no other reason than there wasn't anything open after Epcot closed for the, a cocktail. Uh, so, you know, that, that might have contributed to some of its um, fullness. But um, I personally, it's a whiskey bar uh, by trade. And so I stuck with just whiskey. Uh, and by whiskey, I mean scotch. Uh, so I had just some Johnny Walker Black on the rocks. I made it simple for the bartender. Um, Steve, you're our guest here. What what did you end up having uh, as far as a cocktail? I rocked out the old-fashioned with Maker's Mark. Uh, kept it simple with the makers there. Uh, didn't want to go up to the echelons where you were, Bobby, with the with the Johnny Walker. <laughs> I, know, I know you didn't order blue or anything, but I wasn't going to try to get an $80 cocktail. So, um, yeah, I basically just kept it simple with the old-fashioned. They used the correct amount of simple syrup, the correct amount of bitters. It was just a, it was a good drink. And thank God they did not serve it with one of those bullshit Maraschino cherries. Like some of those times when you old, order an old fashioned, they give you the sweet ass cherry. They had the correct cherry in there and it's like, all right, perfect. Um, so good drink. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I was happy with, with, I'm always happy with Abercadabar, you know, you say you, the walls are are covered, but one of the walls is covered with freaking whiskey on it. So it's like, yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I didn't say it was all goofy shit. On the walls. I'm sorry, I should have <laughs> clarified. It also has whiskey on there as well. Um, Katie uh, also had a couple of cocktails as well. Um, I think she had maybe a martini. She was on a vodka kick, I think. Uh, if I'm not no, she's from Russia, so that's what they drink. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, she she had a martini, the classic, just a classic martini, um, and she said she enjoyed it. I mean, you can't really screw up a martini, but you know, Tito's vodka, a little bit of olive juice and the olive in there. She said it was okay. bang on. There we go. Uh, Amanda, what did you end up having? So I didn't order from their menu. I just had a simple amaretto sour. Um, you know, just wasn't. I had my fruity drink at dinner. I had my rum at dinner, so I went with amaretto. At, you know, for for a nightcap there. Okay, fair. Enough. And I thought. I mean, I thought it was great. Again, Abacadabra is probably one of my favorites to go to. They. I don't think I've ever had a bad drink there. Um, you know, and this was the perfect amaretto sour, complete with the maraschino cherry that I enjoyed. Oh, we'll see. There so we go. They got the cherry right well, that's twice. supposed to have that. That's that the is right supposed to have it. Yes, yeah. that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, a, a couple other things of note that, the, that I'll say. Um, the seating at Abracadabar is kind of strange. Uh, in the yeah. sense that they do have, um, you know, a couple of tabletops. They do have a standard bar area and some booths, but they also have like an eclectic uh, type furniture gathering <laughs> where where people can sit, um, you know, and that that to me kind of gives it a, a, a really chill vibe, um, you know, especially when you're not having to crane your neck up and, and look at all the magician stuff. You can really have some privacy and intimacy, it feels like. 
uh, if you're uh, going there, just you and the wife or, you know, something like that. Um, it's decked out in purple, which, I mean, I feel like that's just the perfect magician's color. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. you know, the, the just kind of odd uh, to a degree, but that doesn't mean it's bad at all. Um, you know, they're... I had a great time there. The, the lone exception uh, the, to that was the, the son of a bitch from South Jersey uh, who <laughs> felt the need to, to fucking come over there and, you know, oh, where are you guys from? Uh, Atlanta. Oh, I'm sorry about 28 to 3. Go fuck yourself, you Phillies fan. I mean, you know. Note to everybody who is not a Falcons fan. Stop bringing it up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we all know. Were that okay. Night, okay, we all wanted the Patriots to lose that night. We thought we could do it, and you know what? I'm also I'm, I'm, we're Atlanta fans. We know disappointment. You don't need to keep bringing it up. Yeah, I mean, really, let, let us have our own disappointment on our own time. <laughs> you know, I've already been robbed of enough uh, victories here in the '90s. Uh, don't have to keep rubbing that one in. Uh, on Minus this, so. one subscriber for Jersey guy. He just yeah uh, okay. And Jersey guy, feel some. free. Yeah, feel <laughs> free to rate this one star and tell me to fuck myself. That's fine. I don't care. I'm I'm willing to lose a subscriber over uh, something like that. You know, so you know, you feel right right ahead, uh, right at home doing that. That's fine. I don't care. Um, but outside of that, no, it was a, it was a great atmosphere. Um, they do offer quote unquote to go drinks, I guess, so that you could walk back to your hotel room. And they were kind of wrapping up there uh, once we had our second round. So um, they didn't push it too hard, but they were like, hey, do you want it to go cup? So there, there is apparently that option if you want to take a stroll into Epcot, uh, and if you needed a pre-park uh, cocktail. I mean, you know. We don't uh, condone smuggling alcohol into Epcot. But, well, uh, I mean, I'm no stranger to, to do it. I don't so think you'd be checked. Let's put it that way. Yeah, there you go. Especially if you're ordering, you know, a vodka soda or something along those lines. It looks just <laughs> like water. So um, We haven't smuggled alcohol into a park before ever. <laughs> wow. Zero comment just, for me. Just, just, wow. I'll yeah, say nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right, fine. If you guys are uh, too much of a wuss to admit it, I'll admit it. I've done it before, and ha, I got past the Disney system because it's so rigorous when they check you, too. Believe me. Um, okay, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, rate this one real quick, guys. Uh, out of, uh, on a scale of one to five abracadabras, um, what are you guys I thought you, you were going to say magic thinking? wands. Or rabbits. <laughs> nah, I'm still top kind of hat. shell-shocked from that top hat and wand uh, that was over in front of the Chinese theater for all those years at Hollywood Studios. So avoiding the magic wands. Uh, Steve, Steve, on a scale of one to five abracadabra, bras, there we go. Um, but what are you going to give this a rating of? I'll give it five abracadabras, Anna. Ta-da! <laughs> it's uh, it's one of my favorite bars at uh, at Walt Disney World. It's a straight whiskey bar, so that's right up my alley for my drinking habits, which pretty much are everything. Uh, but whiskey, I'm a big fan. So uh, yeah, I, I'm a believer in the abracadabra-ness. There you go. Okay, Amanda, how about you? Same. I'm gonna give it five abracadabras. Um, again, it just like Steve said, it's one of my favorite bars at Disney. Um, I think it's one of the best. So yeah, you can't go wrong. 
All right. And, I, you know, I'll go ahead and make it a clean sweep, guys. Five out of five. There's a reason why we stopped here for drinks. Let's be real. Um, it is one of the cooler places uh, on property. It definitely sets itself apart with the decor. And it definitely, uh, with it being so close to Epcot, it, it really does give you that one final chance or maybe that one that you need to top off. Uh, after a day of walking around and, you know, people breathing down your necks uh, because it's the Flower and Garden Festival. And they just, they have to see those those flowers up close. I don't, I don't know why they need <laughs> to breathe down your neck to see them, but, you know, sure. Uh, good, good, good for them. It's just a pollen festival as far as I'm concerned. Um, so... Overall, though, we had a great time uh, that night, and we did get to walk the grounds of Boardwalk a little bit. Next episode, we're definitely going to be talking uh, about the Boardwalk Resort proper, uh, so make sure that you are tuned in to our episode next week where we're going to have Steve join us again because we definitely want to get a couple more of these res- resort reviews out there for you guys um also make sure that you're checking us out on social media at nut club 33 on twitter facebook instagram um not pinterest i believe on tumblr as well uh tumblr. There, there, we're there. there is a tumblr there you go um and you know obviously the website as well not club 33.com make sure that you're also checking out the Notcast, which debuts every friday at four o'clock magic kingdom time uh, so, you know, make sure that you're checking out that roundtable discussion. We're, we're coming up with some clever new things uh, that we can do with uh, some of the Disney stuff. And I got evil for uh, for a future episode. So look forward to that <laughs> here in the coming weeks. Um, for us as well, make sure that you're checking our stuff out, uh, specifically at Cynical Disney on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram is Instagram at is on at Disney. Good job. You remember. There we go. Uh, <laughs> You know, if you're looking for a little bit lighter content, definitely check out uh, the Instagram side because I, I don't work Instagram very well. That's so I let, me. Yeah, I let Amanda handle all that stuff. But if you're looking for the more biting crit- criticism, uh, definitely check out Facebook and Twitter. That's that's where I uh, tend to chime in more often. Um, in the meantime, guys, any other thoughts uh, about our evening there? No, it was fun. We need to do it again. Damn right. All right. Well, Steve, next time you're in town, we definitely will. And make sure, guys, you are subscribed, that you are rating, and that you are reviewing, and that you resubscribe, re-rate, and re-review as well. We definitely want to start reading some of those five-star reviews. Well, hell, any reviews uh, uh, at all. We'll read any of them on here. So uh, go ahead and drop us a line and make sure that you tell us where you want to see us next. Until next time, guys, thank you so much for listening, and have yourself a magical fucking day. Thank you.